0: welcome my love to the living for christ podcast i'm your host Anastasia, aka Anna, empowers here to more deeply understand with you the rich fullness of God. Because when you understand your Creator, you understand His creation, yourself, His world, all that He designed for you to be. God led me out of self-sabotage and insecurity and the New Age deception by breaking chains that bound me to my past, and that is my mission here today with you to help you in him and in him alone break chains that bind you to your past break chains of shame of insecurity of self-sabotage in him so together we can be humbled and surrender to his glorious love and unleash the gifts that he willed for us to bring into his world for him and his glory not for ourselves he wants to guide you he wants to pour into you he wants to heal you like he's healed so many aspects of my life when i didn't even seek him at first god is so good so patient so perfectly loving On this podcast, you'll receive inspiring stories and experiences and mistakes I've made all along the way, plus the unique perspectives of thought leaders on faith-based life and faith-based business so that you can amplify your faith in God's work in your own life. God wants you to steward the unique gifts, talents, and ideas that he gave you. He sanctifies and clarifies your unique design the more you come to know and walk with him. God is the strength that I lean on every day to be made into a better stored servant, wife, and woman for his glory. I am so freaking excited to welcome Allie here today. She is an incredible woman. She is a self-empowerment coach, virtual assistant for Adventurous Creatives, and she's a ceramic artist. How cool, how multifaceted. And she helps women break through fear to unlock their unique and most aligned paths. So welcome, Ali. Thank you, that was such a beautiful intro. Thanks for having me yeah my pleasure I'd love to know maybe the basics of how you came into the work that you do any piece of it like a little bit about your story your journey all of that yeah it's ever
1: evolving and unfolding I feel like um but I guess they all have kind of built on top of each other um the ceramics business I guess was kind of the first place I started um which was just a passion and hobby of mine since I was younger and just did throughout my life throughout college. Um, and then when the pandemic happened, I kind of turned that into a business from a hobby into a business, um, and started selling my work. And that was like a huge moment of getting outside of my comfort zone and kind of entering into this like world of entrepreneurship, um, which I think eventually kind of led me and pushed me to look into other entrepreneurial things such as coaching. Um, And that also came during the pandemic, too. I guess it was just like this time when I was, you know, I was living at home. I think like a lot of us got stuck at home for a bit. Um, I didn't have a job and was just kind of trying to figure out, like, what do I do next? Like, I don't really want to get another job that feels unfulfilling to me. Um, You know, I did like a lot of working at like retail stores and cafes, which just was not like filling my soul in the way I knew I wanted it to. And I just kind of stumbled upon coaching, I feel like in the pandemic, just like looking on Instagram, I just kept getting like finding free programs or getting ads for this program or something. And I kept thinking about it and like feeling iffy. Um, and Shoshana's is actually the first coaching program I ever did, which is funny that it's now kind of, we met through a program that she did as well. Um, but yeah, just it led me to coaching and it finally felt like this is the thing that feels like purposeful and, fulfilling and allows me to have the lifestyle I want and can help other women have the lifestyle that they want to. And then that kind of transpired into the virtual assistant work as well, (laughs) which is I'm doing now as like a support for myself and the other businesses I'm doing. Um, And I'm finding a lot of joy in that too, which has been exciting. It's, I don't know. Yeah, it's cool to see that there are so many different paths and things to explore that like all Bring me a lot of excitement and joy it's not just like oh, i found the one thing and like that's all i'm gonna do it's like there's so many different paths to choose so yeah i guess that's a little bit about how i got to where i am now
0: beautiful and i love what you said around there's so many different paths to choose and we get to explore them all right i'm all mm-hmm. about that both and energy and i can tell you are too. yeah totally yeah i don't have to be just a coach not that there's anything wrong with being just a coach but i have all these different passions within me I have all these different facets of myself and one of my mm-hmm. favorite things on my podcast is the introduction because mm-hmm. it's so funny trying to boil down <laughs> human being to a sentence yeah. or two it's impossible yeah right? even in that multi-faceted introduction that I just had for you you are so much more than any of those things and mm. We get to bring all of that into whatever we're pouring our energy into.
1: Yeah, totally. That's such a good point. It's funny, like thinking about other podcasts I listen to and like how they do the intro. And like, I don't know, maybe they list off like their like impressive things that they've done or like notable things from their work or something. But like, that's not like what the person is. Like, that's, yeah, those are amazing accomplishments or like things about you. But you're right that it's like, that's not the whole being. It's like impossible to put it into like one little sentence. Um, But I love the idea that we get to be like everything and more and you get to like keep exploring and figure out like what that looks like for you because it's, you know, it's different for everybody.
0: Mm. I often say that healing is becoming whole. And Mm. it's integrating more and more pieces, more and more parts of ourselves and bringing them to the table and bringing them to your life. And even more so broader than that, bringing them to every piece of your life. So you are the same whole being everywhere Mm. you go. And I'm curious, how has that looked for you? Like, how has it looked for you to integrate these different pieces of your identity into your life?
1: Mm. Yeah, I love how you said that that's like, healing is kind of becoming whole or like coming back to like your whole self. I like, I love that way of phrasing it. Um, yeah. I feel like that's something even now that I've been, um, I don't know if struggling is the right word, but just kind of grappling with is like all these different pieces and how they can fit together. Cause there have definitely been moments where it just feels like it's all these puzzle pieces and they're all like lying in front of me and I just can't get them to fit. You know, it's like, I'm, and sometimes it feels like, I just want to like force them together. And it just like, that doesn't, get you anywhere like if they don't fit together you can't like force it and I feel like it has to come together in an easeful way and what I'm realizing now is that like you don't have to force it and it's not that like they don't fit it's maybe just finding like a different way to look at the puzzle you know like to look at the pieces and see how they can go together in a different way like um you know with ceramics that's something that we're saying is like very grounded right like I can only do it In this one place like in my hometown of chicago basically but i'm also a huge traveler and digital nomad and like want to create a life of um kind of being location independent so like those things kind of felt at odds like i just like i can't do ceramics when i'm traveling and i can't travel if i'm in chicago doing ceramics you know but i think instead of like looking at them as separate there's a way to look at it as like these are all just like parts of me and like parts of the puzzle and like maybe there will be times when i'm at home and like that's can be beautiful in its own way and i can do art and connect with people and there'll be times when i'm traveling and like maybe i can find ways to do art abroad or like connect with other artists when i'm you know there are ways to kind of bring pieces into both spaces i guess um and I think it's yeah, just like the a mindset shift of not trying to see all these parts of yourself as like, oh, I can either be this person or I can be this person, but being like, all of these are a part of me. Like, no matter where I am, and it's just like what gets to be more expressed or, yeah, more expressed, I guess, depending on like where you are in your life.
0: Mm, I love that. It's seasons, right? It's seasonality. Yeah. I mm-hmm. feel like I really come into that wisdom in the last year or so of. I found myself a few weeks ago in this really good season. I had a really good day and I can't even put my Mm -hmm. finger on it. You know, those days you just wake up feeling incredible and then Mm -hmm. you just go through your day and everything just feels so juicy and alive and Mm -hmm. it just feels so joyful, right? We have Uh. those days and I noticed in the past, like years ago, I would cling to those days and I would say like, okay, this is my new reality. Like I'm done, I'm, I'm healed, whatever it is. I'm leaving behind this struggle right or whatever mm-hmm. I mean, the, the counterpart to the joy mm-hmm. duality and a few weeks ago I noticed myself in the season in this really good day and I noticed myself thinking this is a really good day this is a really good season and I know I'm going to have lots of days and lots of seasons and I'm going to cherish this day I'm not going to cling to it I'm going to cherish it enjoy it and literally the very next day, I had all this stuff come up around my conception mm-hmm. journey. My my husband and I have been trying to conceive a baby. And mm-hmm. I had all this grief and pressure come up that I didn't really know was there. I, I was feeling a little bit of pressure build as we were approaching kind of the one year mark of that journey. Mm-hmm. But I have generally in the last few months been in this place of faith and peace with it. And then I feel like the closer we get, the more is just rising up. So all that stuff came up. In one day and I was like so glad that I managed to <laughs> feel that seasonality to lean mm. into that seasonality the previous day because it allowed me to sink into this season and not judge this season not push away this season and I feel like that's so it's a vital skill for entrepreneurship because some mm. seasons I am in this like creative flow and I'm creating a million programs and I'm launching all the time. And I have so many ideas and I have so many ideas that they don't even fit into all the vessels I have. And I have so uh-huh. many programs <laughs> and like so many programs and free offers and all of this. And I'm just like, I can't birth all of these because there's so many and some seasons where I'm just like a little slower and I'm just a little bit more mm-hmm. awkward and that's okay. And mm-hmm. I'm curious to hear how, this seasonality has come up in your business and especially in that in inner development that we have to face as entrepreneurs in mm. our businesses i feel like it's one of the biggest initiations in our healing oh yeah
1: absolutely um yeah i i mean i love how you were kind of working yourself through that moment of like being in the high highs and the next day kind of coming with all these feelings coming up and yeah i mean that comes up So often, I think every entrepreneur would tell you that that's just like what entrepreneurship is. It's just like ups and downs and riding the waves. Um, And I think it's just about like learning to see them as like this wave. Um, I have like a little wave tattoo on my arm that's kind of a reminder of like this, the seasons that like really come and go. Um, Because I think it's really easy to when we get into those like low moments. um, So I like have suffered from depression. And I think, especially with that, that it's easy to, when you're in those moments to be like, oh, this is like never going to end. This feels like, oh, I'm just like stuck in this pit. Like, how am I going to get out of this? It's like easy to spiral, you know, with the the negative thoughts. And then when you're in like the high seasons, I feel like it can be easy also to be like, oh, I'm going to hold on to this. Like you said, like, I'm never going to come out of this. It's, it's going to keep being great and everything's great. And we're just going to keep going. And then when you but get to like another low point, like you inevitably do, it's like, feels like even bigger of a crash because you're not open to like the seasons of it. Um, so that's definitely shown up for me. I mean, even like this month, I feel like I've been through a lot of like seasons of ups and downs and feeling like really inspired by other women and like amazed at what people can do. And then also feeling like, ah, like comparing myself or like, why haven't I reached that certain milestone or you know, doubting my skills as a business owner or coach or something. And yeah, I mean, it comes and goes, it can come and go pretty quickly. Um, Especially with depression. I feel like it just really, it fluctuates a lot depending again on like the season you're in. Um, But I think it's just about learning to be okay with that. And like recognizing when you're in the low moments, like it's like, I can feel, I can feel bad today. Like, I don't have to like force myself to feel positive and happy. Like I can just be in this moment and like, let myself feel whatever I'm feeling, let it kind of like move through me. And I feel like once any anytime that I'm in like a, a kind of a low season or a low point, like just letting that be and feel and like come through me and cry a lot and journal and just let it come through. That's like how it begins to move you out of that season. And like, maybe you're not going to come out and be like, okay, yeah, I feel amazing and so energized again, but just being able to let yourself be in whatever season you are and like letting that just be okay. I feel like that's been one of the biggest lessons for me, you know, not making it wrong.
0: Mm, That is huge, 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 huge. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's unconditional self-love, unconditional acceptance, unconditional self-worth. And that is Mm -hmm. a big journey (laughs) to go on. Yeah. I'm really curious. I feel like everyone who comes into my world and everyone who comes into my podcast for some reason Uh comes in with a story around depression. And maybe Mm. it's an attraction point because I carried depression for 10 years. If you're on my Instagram, you know this. And the people in my community already know this. So I'm not going to get into that story again. But essentially, I carried it for 10 years and then I lifted it through meditative, like hypnotic shadow work. And it's... I don't, yeah, I'm just going to leave that there and let you take the floor if you're comfortable going in that direction, just like Mm -hmm. how that's shown up for you, how that's going and how you've walked yourself through that. Cause I can see you have this power, you Mm. have the strength. So I'm imagining you, you must have learned a lot along the way and really led yourself through that journey.
1: Yeah. I mean, that's really cool to hear that. Like a lot of people you've talked to already have a similar path. And that's interesting that that's like, you know other entrepreneurs who have had similar experiences with that um and i don't know i guess it's i think all of us who are like coaches are in this space just like care so much about like learning about ourselves and self-growth and like going deeper and so maybe having like the experience of depression kind of like pushes us towards that um but yeah i mean i remember in college going to therapy for the first time as an adult and like seeing a sign in the office that said like, this is what depression is. And I was like, oh my God, like that's all of my symptoms. And I had never even like heard really about like what depression is. Like I had to go in and ask my therapist. I was like, do I have depression? Like what? I don't even know. Like if that's something that's like possible for me, like it just felt so abstract, which is crazy to think about that. Like you know, we weren't taught in like high school or something about like more mental health related topics. Um, so yeah, it's been a long journey with it. Um, and I think it's also really pushed me to like find the coaching and like find the path that I'm on now. Um, and I've been in therapy for a really long time. Um, I went through a really traumatic breakup a couple of years ago after living abroad for a while. And like, right when I, got back home from traveling, the breakup happened, and I got back into therapy. Um, And that was like a huge turning point for me, I feel like, of just like really diving into like my healing and like shadow work and inner child healing and all of that. And being able to see like how I kind of progressed and be able to like look back like a year after the breakup or two years and be like, whoa, like I things have really shifted a lot. Like things have definitely changed. And then discovering coaching was like, kind of the next piece and layer to it, you know, it was like the therapy really helped me like uncover some of the past wounds and stuff. And then coaching was like bringing you out of it and like blossoming, I guess, like into the the light of everything. Um, So I, I've, I've said this before that I feel like I'm grateful for having depression. I don't know if you can like relate to that, but I just, I feel like it does like carry us and push us on this journey and like definitely push me to like where I am now and to like, discover healing and all these different kinds of healing modalities that are so wonderful. Um, And I think it, I don't know, it like gives you a different outlook on things. And I I feel like it gives me the kind of softness in a way, or like a sensitivity that I see now is a really big strength. Um, I feel like people see sensitivity as like a downside a lot of times, but I feel like being sensitive and like having really emotional experiences. is like such a beautiful thing to access. And that's like come from my experience with depression as well. And yeah, I mean, I love getting to connect with other women who have had a similar path or have like been through those down seasons of like downing themselves and feeling fear and just feeling like stuck and like, I don't know where to go. I'm not sure like how to get out of here, but there's like, there's something inside them always. That's like, how oh, but like, I know I'm meant for like something more, even if like you're clouded by all this, like, heaviness and darkness. It's like, there's something in there. I feel like all along that was like, I know I'm like meant for something else. That's like better than this. And yeah, I mean, it's, it's just so great to like hear other people's stories of that. Um, yeah. So I guess you've already shared yours in other places on your platform, but it's like, it's cool to see that like, you've had some somewhat of a similar connection with depression too.
0: Yeah. Thank you so much, Allie. I love yeah. that. glad. Oh my gosh so much goodness there. <laughs> i especially love when you said you're grateful for your experience mm. of depression that what a powerful statement and what a powerful perspective i definitely relate to that and i like to talk about depression as a call back to yourself mm. it's a disconnection that symptom of depression is a disconnection from your soul self from your essence mm. from your heart from your unique energy And the depression is telling you, hey, you're disconnected here. Come back. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's that call back to your soul. And then what's interesting, I find in trauma healing and inner wound healing, all of that is it's this powerful initiation that on the other side of a trauma or a stuck point or a trigger or a wound is a gift is a power Mm. and it's like you have Mm -hmm. to go on this inner hero's journey in order to access that so once for example sensitivity might have been one of those gifts for you like once you move through a piece of that depression and integrate that and heal that you are gifted this superpower of sensitivity in a new Mm. way I'm sure it's something you probably carried around before but Mm -hmm. it's like you step into a new power there or for some people it's you know Being big, like in their energy, right? Bringing a lot of themselves to the table has been shamed. And when they rediscover that part of themselves and really step into that, then they can shine in their voice more than ever before, right? Whatever Mm -hmm. it is, we all have these fears and these stuck points and these wounds and these shadows. Mm -hmm. And there's always a flip side. It's never just, oh, this is a flaw of mine, this is a weakness, this is a fear and it stinks on the flip side there's always a gift and that's the Mm -hmm. reward for going in and doing the work along with like you're no longer plagued by that wound Uh but in addition to that you also get another reward you get a gift for Mm. doing that work and I'm curious to hear I know you and I talked about privately a little bit about like fear and Mm -hmm. moving through fear and stepping into your courage I'd love to hear more about how that's shown up in your life and your work
1: yeah. I love how you phrase that too. Of Just like you receive a gift from it because I feel like it can be hard when you're in those moments to like want to go through the tough stuff. And it's, you know, it's, it's definitely easier to just not or like stay where you are, but it's like thinking of it as like, Oh, if I go through this, I'm going to like receive more than just like working through this moment. Like there's going to be something else that's like going to help me grow or propel me forward, like a gift. Like that's such a nice, I like that way of looking at it. Um, yeah, but, like, fear and comfort zone has shown up so many ways in my life. Like, I know we said we are talking about it, you can't, like, boil anyone down to, like, one little thing. But if I was to boil down, like, my whole, like, life experience, I feel like it's all just been about going out of your comfort zone. Um, Like, not to do my whole life story, but, like, when I was younger, I was really quiet and had a really hard time speaking up. And like all throughout school, that was like a theme. Every single teacher I ever had was like, uh, ah, Allie's great. Like, I wish you would like share more in class or like speak up more. And it just felt like the more people said that, the, like the more I like got into my shell and like wanted to hide even more. And it took a lot of years and time and like being intentional about, okay, like I'm gonna say something. To I'm gonna, like try to speak up, even though I like I'm really scared and I don't wanna do it. Um, To like get out of that kind of place of, fear of like sharing or speaking up at all. And to being now in a place where I can like do a podcast. Like, (laughs) I think my younger self would be like, no, that's horrifying, you know? (laughs) Um, So from even like, yeah, from the beginning, I feel like that's been kind of what's shaped me is like finding those little moments to push yourself out of your comfort zone. Um, Like even in starting my ceramic business before I created an Instagram account for that, I was like talking in therapy about doing it. And even just thinking about opening an Instagram account, I like had almost like I was on the verge of a panic attack. Like I had a huge breakdown about it. I was like so terrified of what people would think. And like, you know, your art or even any kind of this kind of work like coaching or whatever, feels so vulnerable. Cause it's like, so from your heart. And that's how I felt about my art too. And thinking about sharing that was just like, Oh my God, what if people hate it? What are they going to say? Who's, someone's going to judge me. And like not letting those thoughts and fears get in the way is so huge because like, if I, you know, if I hadn't started the Instagram account, I wouldn't have been able to sell my art and I wouldn't have started going to markets and I wouldn't have found this online community of artists or like started working in like other online spaces. You know, it's just, even those like tiny things that feel terrifying doing them can lead to like such a huge ripple effect of things that you just don't see yet. So maybe that's like part of the gift too. It's like, you do this one thing or move through this hard place or the dark, whatever you're experiencing, it can lead to like so many things down the line that you just like, don't even know yet. Like, even if it's just doing that one thing gives you like a tiny bit of boost of confidence to like, do the next thing. And then that could lead to like a job opportunity or um, meeting your partner or whatever it is, you know? Um, So I, I I just think it's such a huge part of this like self-growth journey of just like pushing yourself to do things that feel uncomfortable or scary
0: absolutely i love that idea of this one courageous act can lead to another can lead to another and we're building self-trust and we're building our mm-hmm. courage and we're building evidence that when we step into that discomfort nothing bad happens when we step into mm-hmm. that discomfort, actually we're also rewarded like with the discomfort of healing and going inward we're rewarded right in the same way yeah in outward action we step into discomfort and not only are we probably rewarded an opportunity and all this stuff but internally our courage builds our confidence mm-hmm. builds. It's so uplifting and if i were to pick two words i think i have to boil it down mm-hmm. to two words for entrepreneurship it would uh. be experimentation Mm. and discomfort. (laughs) Yeah. That's an essential part of the entrepreneurial spirit, the entrepreneurship journey. Mm. And it's so funny. We have such similar stories.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I'd love to hear how that's come up for you too.
0: Yeah. Oh, thank you. I also had this big journey around my voice and around speaking Mm -hmm. up and just like you i always got those notes from my teachers of needs to participate more in class (laughs) my whole life (laughs) the only time i started stepping out into that a little bit was in college because participation was part of the grade so Uh, i gotta at least speak (laughs) up like once a class (laughs) Uh-huh. <laughs> but it was this nerve-wracking experience where I had to write down notes of what I'm going to say and then speak up. <laughs> so
1: totally. You, know you can relate. <laughs> yeah, definitely did that too.
0: <laughs> yeah. So that was my journey with my voices, And that's because I was encouraged to be quiet in my household. Mm-hmm. It's very quiet, kind of serious household. I, I'm i from Moscow, Russia originally. That's also kind of part ah. of the culture. Mm-hmm. So very much encouraged to be quiet, have it like, be a peaceful household, that mm. sort of thing. And I wasn't comfortable speaking out of turn, like speaking. Mm. I was very absorptive when I was in class. I absorbed everything. I retained everything, but I wasn't participating. So in high school, everyone in the sophomore class had to do the sophomore speech. Mm. And (laughs) yeah, we prepared for months. Like we would research the topic. I chose helicopter parenting. Surprise, surprise. I'm like Mm. all about inner child work and all that stuff. Uh So... I chose, yeah, to talk about helicopter parenting. I researched the topic for months and practiced and memorized the speech. I was all set. I got up in front of the class, and it was just my English class, so like 20 people, something like that. And I froze. Hmm. Nothing. Just pure blind blank panic just oh. nothing came out everything flew out of my head the whole speech <laughs> I forgot we were assigned a buddy who had her paper like print out speech in her hand mm-hmm. and she kind of just gave me some time to come back and do it I did not so she actually skipped a whole paragraph of my speech of my speech because I was signed for so long that I would mm. go over time I <laughs> do oh, no. know like, I, I, it must have been a good solid minute or two that I was just standing there <laughs> quietly, complete panic. So that was, that was my experience with public speaking and my voice and speaking in front of people. So then fast forward to 2019 when I had that experience with hypno-meditative shadow work and my depression. And I came out of three nights of ceremony and I felt alive and joyous mm. and joyous. In my purpose and clarity for the first time since pre-puberty, since, like, age 11 or 12, I couldn't shut up about it to the people in my life. So I sat down at my desk and I took my little iPhone. and I think I propped it up on something. And Mm -hmm. I pressed record and I recorded the shakiest little YouTube video sharing my story because mm. i couldn't not I mean, we hear this story so much in entrepreneurship yeah. if something happens whether it's depression like coming out of it or whether it's some revelation in your life whether you hit rock bottom and you somehow climbed your way out and you discovered something miraculous whatever it is you discover it and you can't not talk about it you can't not mm-hmm. hear it. it's this overwhelming sense of purpose that overcomes you and flows through you so I'm going to leave that there and, and mm. love to hear your thoughts, but it's, our stories are so aligned. Yeah. I love, I mean, it's so cool to hear that
1: because I feel like in, in entrepreneurship and in being like kind of the quiet child or whatever, it, it can feel really isolating, I think. And maybe you've related to that too on your journey of like doing business, but I always felt like I was like the weird one who was like, oh, my friends, like after college moved to New York together. And then I moved to Asia to teach English. And it was like, I was always the one who felt like I was doing something different or like, I was just like quieter than everyone else. So like everyone was like in a group and all out together. And I was just like this, I don't know, weird one over on the side, you know? Um, and I kind of lost where I was going with that. <laughs> um, oh, I mean, now it's like, you know, if I had done that, <laughs> If I had done that before, if I was, like, speaking up in class and, like, lost my train of thought, again, it would have been, like, complete panic, too. Like, you just, like, blanked when you were up there. And it felt like the most embarrassing thing that could ever happen, like, oh, my God, people are going to think I'm so stupid. But now it's, like, we can have this kind of conversation and I can, like, (laughs) forget what I was saying. And I don't feel, like, embarrassed about it or ashamed about it. and. It's yeah, it takes a long time to be able to get to that place. But like you said, just doing that like one video, even if it was just like for yourself of like trying to practice speaking, it's like that made a huge difference. Now you're like you have your own podcast, you're posting videos on YouTube, like doing those little small actions that feel so terrifying, eventually they like, just stop feeling as terrifying, you know. It's I had a fear of like doing video stuff too. And I I think I still have the first video I took when I started my coaching business and I like filmed it. And then I send it to my friend and she was like, great, post it. And then I didn't, I didn't do anything with it. I think I just still have it on my phone, (laughs) you know, but just like taking that one step that shows like, I'm terrified, but I'm still committed. And even if like, I don't post it yet, or even if I like, don't share this with the whole world yet, I'm still taking this like one step for me. That's going to help you take the next little step, you know, and taking the next little step. Maybe you'll post that or maybe you'll share that with someone or maybe you'll connect with someone and that could lead you to the next thing. And yeah, I just I find that just like that's taking those actions is what's propelled me and I think what's propelled you to where you are now. And like that's what I love working with clients on too, is like finding the courage to take those steps and not letting the fear of like what other people think stop you from something. Like because like you said, like if you have this knowing inside of you that's just like, I'm supposed to do this. And maybe you have the knowing of like I'm supposed to do something and you don't even know what it is yet, but you know it's bigger than like what you're doing now. That's like the voice that we have to listen to. Mm Because that's like what's going to guide us to the most aligned, most fulfilling life that we can have. You know, if we're listening to the fear voice, we're just going to stay in the place we are now and we've all been there. Like there's, you know, no shame in the fact that it is really hard to not listen to the the fear voice, but it's to, it's so worth it to work through it and try to listen to that other like little voice
0: inside of you. Yeah. Hearing your soul speak. I feel like, is that little voice.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And part of my mission in this world, maybe my main mission, is uncovering that voice, uncovering that diamond in your heart that is your mm. brilliant, unique light that is shaped uniquely to you and shines the colors of the rainbow that are your own. And mm-hmm. that's when we, you know, we have trauma come up and we have wounding and conditioning that's blocking that. Mm. We just got to shine up that little diamond. We just got to clean it up a little bit and it shines through more and more brilliantly. Mm -hmm. And we do that, whether it's through inner work or grounding in that inner change, through action Mm -hmm. and relationships. I see that a lot, it's like grounding in in relationship with somebody else because that's, Mm -hmm. like entrepreneurship relationships are the other place that all our stuff comes up. Mm -hmm. And the other thing I found with fear is that it's now my compass it's now my north star Mm. that actually wherever i'm most afraid obviously not life-threatening fear but what i call social fear or egoic fear when we're Mm. afraid of public speaking we're afraid of like social rejection or judgment or whatever it is those types of fears when we follow those that's actually when we step more and more and more boldly into our purpose. Like speaking mm. is one of my major gifts in this world. And I know that now. I know that I love doing it. I'm like ready to speak on stages this year. That's something that I'm practicing more and more. And like more opportunities coming up around that. I'm, And it makes sense. It's in my blood. My grandfather was a professional singer. He comes alive on a stage. Like he steps on a stage and he takes up the whole room with his energy. He's on, um, it's essentially equivalent to the voice but it's for 60 plus And <gasps> it's in Belarus. Cool. Yeah. Oh, that's so cool. <laughs> so he lives in Minsk, Belarus. And he's on this TV show. He made it to the semifinals. But then he got oh out. Oh, my God. That's so cool, though. <laughs> yeah. And I was watching episodes of his. And it is like in an interview, for example, when they interview him before or after the performance. He's very much himself. Like he's very much the grandpa I know. But he's a different version of himself. He's He's confident. Mm. He's like. Sweet, and he's very charismatic. All the judges keep talking about how charismatic he is. He's definitely much like a character, but when he stands on stage, when he performs, Mm -hmm. it's like God is pouring through him. It's it's Mm. massive. It's enormous. It's like he steps to the side. His ego steps to the side, and something else takes Mm. over. And I feel like when we're in our purpose, when we're walking that path. That's what it feels like a lot of the time, not every day, but when we're really <sighs> performing maybe is the wrong word, but living out our purpose in the way it's supposed mm-hmm. to come through us. So for me, it might be speaking. Like it's not so much writing. It is speaking. Mm-hmm. Maybe for you, like when you're doing your ceramics, I don't know if you're do- throwing on the wheel or however it is that you mm-hmm. create your pieces, like something else takes over and you just get to ground it and just let it mm-hmm. flow like that is God or spirit or whatever you want to refer to it as universe, like flowing through you and bringing that unique light of yours out into the world. Mm, I love that. I want to like go watch videos of your grandpa now. That's so (laughs) cool.
1: (laughs) But yeah, that's totally what I feel like it feels like when people like come across like the thing that they're, and maybe like we were saying, it doesn't have to be one thing, but Mm -hmm. like when I found coaching, it was like, oh, this like finally feels like it you know like I've done so many different jobs and none of them were like the thing and it just was like I was doing the motions or doing what people said you were supposed to do after college and then when you find the thing you're like oh it like feels like after a coaching call I feel like so excited and energized and like maybe you feel that too it's just like and feel it flowing through you and oh it's just I want everyone to be able to find that like whatever it is it doesn't have to be entrepreneurship you know maybe it's having a family or going to grad school or whatever, whoever, whatever your path is, you know, um, like everyone just deserves to have that, have that feeling. And when you were talking about your grandpa too, I was thinking about what we said kind of in the beginning of having all these pieces of ourselves. like he has that like on stage present of himself and he has like, is talking to the camera self and he has like the grandpa self that you know. And it's like, we get to be all of those things. And like, you can show up fully in your purpose and like, feel so lit up and excited. And then you can show up like with your friends or with your partner and show up in that way. And all of that gets to be like a part of the experience, you know, and you don't have to just always be on all the time. And like, I don't know, for me, like as, or maybe for you too, as someone who is always quiet or introverted, like I've had to work through feeling like I can show up and in that way. And like, I don't have to show up how other people show up, which is like really excited and enthusiastic and energized all the time. They're so outgoing and not, which is amazing for them. And like, that's just not me. And I feel like I've had to understand like, yeah, I can like show up how I am, you know, which is maybe it's quieter some days. Maybe it's like softer. Maybe it's like nervous energy sometimes. Like that's okay too. You know, you get to show up in whatever way that you they actually are. And like, there's no reason to like, you know, if you see someone else to be like, oh, well, they're doing it. And it works for them. Like, that's how I have to be right. Or like, that's the path I have to follow. Or like, they're, I don't know, everyone's getting a job here. I guess I should like go get a nine to five. It's like, you get to decide what, who you embody and who you are and how you feel and how you act. And all of that gets to be a part of you. And it gets to be like, perfectly you, you know, you don't have to try to include something that just doesn't feel authentic to you. That's been a big part of my journey and I, I would assume you can re- relate to that too.
0: Absolutely. I love how you said perfectly you. That's mm. it uniquely. yeah you. that's part of my mission too is like that unique light that is perfectly you. I love that. I love that love that. Mm. When you're speaking about that introversion, right and that making it okay to co- show up in a different energy i has been coming mm-hmm. up a lot in my conversations the last few weeks with my fellow coaches. And this one friend of mine, her name is Brittany. She's also a coach. She's also in Shoshana's World. That's so how we met. So she was talking about her mentor, Andy, mm-hmm. and how, I don't know if it was one time or one season in Andy's life, she started showing up with more of this quiet energy. Mm-hmm. And that it actually gave Brittany permission to not have to be on like you said Mm. in andy's spaces it made her feel safe to bring different parts of her to these mentorship and coaching containers Mm. and that really blew my mind how you ali how you show up online how you show up in your coaching spaces it actually gives permission for the different parts of us to show Mm. up authentically as themselves rather than us feeling like we have to match your energy, like we have to match that big experience, I can show up with my quiet self. I can also show up with my big self. I feel like Mm -hmm. in American society, we already have ample permission for that. Yeah. (laughs) Granting our clients and our community to show up in all of them. Like I cry a lot in my videos. I cry a lot in real life. Me too. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It's like part of who I am and I love it. I'm yeah. really, Like, at this point, I love it. I kind of get off on crying, honestly, a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> me too. <laughs> I love I love crying. I love emoting. Like, at this point, I even love whatever emotion is flowing through me. Usually, it doesn't even need to be expressed. It just kind of flows. And I'm like, oh, that feels mm-hmm. so good. That mm-hmm. anger is so sexy. <laughs> but if I if – first of all, if I were to not bring that to my spaces, it would be inauthentic. I would be hiding a big mm-hmm. part of who I am. Like, ask anyone in my life, I'm always – emoting and very comfortable feeling. And at the same time, when I bring that vulnerability, I guess you would call it for me, it just like doesn't really feel vulnerable anymore. It just is. Mm-hmm. When I bring those tears, when I bring those emotions to my content, to my spaces, it gives people massive permission to mm-hmm. cry in my spaces, to feel, mm-hmm. to express anger, whatever it is. And that is so freaking powerful. It's so liberating to give people that permission. Mm-hmm. Oh,
1: I love that. When you were talking about your friend who like was in the space with someone and gave her permission to like be soft, I was like getting chills from it. It's like it, it's so true. I I went to a concert a long time ago. I don't know if you know Isla Nareo. I don't know if I say her name right, but she's a really beautiful artist. And I like went on a whim. I didn't know her at all before I went, and she said something really similar at the concert. Was like. Cause like for this song, I want, I like everyone to dance. And like, if you dance, you're going to give the people next to you permission to also dance. And that like always really, really stuck with me. And my friend and I like would always like kind of text that to each other. That was like, oh, you give each other permission to do it. When like, so it's like, yeah, taking the step or doing whatever it is, or showing up vulnerably is giving the permission to everyone around you to like be in that same space or like show up vulnerably as well, or dance weirdly at a concert, Like, like whatever it is. And that's like such a beautiful part of being a coach or being an entrepreneur that's like has that has such a huge impact. Like even just like showing your face and like or sharing something vulnerable or crying, maybe someone sees that and is like, Oh, it's okay for me to like feel my emotions today. And like maybe they go and cry and feel it and like move through that moment and feel a little bit better. And yeah, that's like it's such just such a beautiful reminder that like when we do those things that like scary things, like it's not just for you. It's like giving this permission to everybody around you or like anyone you interact with. And that's so huge. Like, yeah. That's, I love that point that you brought. That's really beautiful.
0: Mm, thank you. And they energetically calibrate to us as well. Like how many times mm-hmm. do you see someone crying or you hear Shoshana in a voice message in Money March crying mm-hmm. and you just start to feel tears come up. You start to feel something come up. It might even be a different emotion, but something unlocks mm. because of that energetic permission and because of that calibration to safety. If mm-hmm. I feel safe expressing my emotions, I create this container of safety, no matter how small, even if it's just through a reel or something, if I'm in that space, in that reel, you can feel it. And mm-hmm. you start to feel whatever it is, it, it triggers in you and it allows that release to happen. I'm also curious, totally. we talked a lot, I feel like about authenticity and bringing that mm. authentic voice and bringing the... I wasn't perfect you, but like the perfectly you, there it is, uh-huh. the perfectly you version of yourself out into the world. What would you say to someone who's starting to get a little bit muddled in that, who's like maybe mm. comparing themselves or overthinking or just feeling a little bit of attention in that space around authenticity? How would you mm. help them out there and lead them out of that?
1: That's such a good question. Um. I mean, for me, it, it was like a long journey of lots of inner work and coaching and therapy and healing and spending time, like really getting to know myself. Um, but I guess like on a simple scale, I'd say is just like, come back to being with yourself, like spend time just with you, like get to know like, what is in alignment with you? What feels good? Like, what are your values? I always like to come back to value stuff. Like authenticity is one of my big value. So if that's something that's important to you too, how can you like, look at your life and like question, like, where am I showing up authentically? Like, where am I not? And how can I move towards that? It doesn't have to be like, okay, tomorrow I'm going to show up and I'm not going to care about what people are going to think because that's a really big ask. But like, how can you, like you said, kind of create that safety for yourself and take like one little small step towards it? Like, how can I share one thing that feels like really true and on my heart today? Or how can I even just like say it to my partner? It doesn't have to be like a huge public declaration. Um, But yeah, I think just really coming back to being with yourself and figuring out like what is truly aligned with me is the first part. And the not fearing what people think is a huge, really common fear. I think and something that I still like deal with on a daily basis with entrepreneurship. Like it just is scary. You're always going to be at the risk of other people judging you, but you have to hold on to like the bigger vision than that. You know, like we're not here to just show up for other people. We're here to show up for ourselves and to like inspire and connect with other people, but we're not here to cater to what other people are going to think of us. Right. So thinking about like what you're What your bigger goal is like in being authentic, like is it to create a coaching business or to, I don't know, to find your partner? Like what is, what do you want to do through being authentic and holding on to that? So when you do come to a space where you're like, ah, like, I don't know if I can do it. What are people going to think of me? Like maybe it's, you know, a public speaking thing or going on a video, holding on to like what the bigger vision is of like, why you want to be here, why it's so important to you. I feel like that's guided me a lot in those moments of like okay this is scary and like yeah someone could judge me someone could say something I could say something that feels embarrassing but none of that is as important as like the bigger goal here like the bigger vision that we're working towards
0: that's huge I feel like hanging on to the why really focusing on the why is huge and Mm -hmm. so so helpful when we start to go astray the other thing that I heard you say is Around that fear of being judged and being criticized or being seen mm. in our mistakes, that was a big one for me. Being A, seen in my imperfection, but even more so B being misunderstood because mm. of something I said that didn't quite come out right. Because even simply I did say everything I wanted to, but somebody like took it differently or something like that. Being misunderstood mm-hmm. was a huge fear of mine. What I realized has been really helpful is sinking into the body and letting mm. that pleasure of expression lead. And I don't know if you can relate to this, but one of the reasons, I don't even think this was one of the reasons I went into this logically, but mm-hmm. in retrospect, this is definitely one of the things that brought me into social media and creating content and all of that. Cause I didn't, when I first recorded that video on YouTube, I wasn't like, I'm going to be a coach. I kind of just landed here, to mm-hmm. my story. So when I first started creating content, I realize now in retrospect, it was my mode of self-expression and sharing and integrating what I've been living. And now it's, this is like my ongoing diary of service, right? Mm. It is kind of what I'm going through today. Like when I went through that hard day with my conception journey, I think maybe it wasn't that day, but a couple of days later, I recorded a live stream all about self-worth, conditional self-worth, tying ourselves to external metrics of success. And in this case, it was like If I'm doing everything right, quote unquote, when it comes to the conception journey and how ridiculous that thought was. Anyway, you can go watch that if you want I go really deep into kind of the tie between pride, control and insecurity. Mm. So when I was growing up and I was asked, you know, what do you want to be when you grow up? Mm. My answer was always something like I want to practice self-expression as my job. Essentially, Mm. I want to be (laughs) an artist or a writer. I I couldn't really put words to it because I didn't really know what medium I would use. I just knew Mm. that self-expression was going to be my calling. Self-expression was going to be my crafts. And looking at myself now, I'm like, wow, I'm doing that in a very different Mm. way than I ever imagined I would. But I'm doing it. So when we, again, step into that, the divine flowing through us, that sort of thing, that purpose it it doesn't really matter. Yes, it does in some respects. Like the mind, the ego still plays into it. But in our soul, it doesn't really matter what other people have to say or what they think or mm-hmm. even, even the impact. That's part of my mission for sure. But it's also, I'm doing this for me. I'm doing mm-hmm. this because I can't not express these ideas. And at this point, like it's serving me at least as much as it's serving my clients.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Totally. Yeah, and I...
1: I love that you said like you do it for you. I feel like I've heard, you know, a lot of from other entrepreneurs, that's always like I'm in service to everyone, which like we are, we are in service to everyone, but I feel like it's so important to remember too that like everything you do is for you, you know, like, yes, we want to make an impact. And like, that's a big part. I think about why we both love and found coaching is that like we get to connect with amazing other women, like help them discover like their path or purpose or uncover their trauma or pain. Um, And that's a huge part of it. And at the core of it, it's like for yourself and like doing what makes you feel the happiest and most lit up. And like, that can look like however you want it to look like. It is, you know, it's different for everybody. But yeah, I think that's so important to come back to like, this is for you and like no one else. And the benefits that other people get from it is like such an amazing byproduct of it. And yeah, you just, you're doing it for you and you get to decide what your most self-expressed self is. And I love that like your little, self also was like, yeah, I
0: just want to like be me, <laughs> like
1: That's figure
0: out how to do it. it. That's such a great way to put it. I think my little self was thinking of it as expressing emotion because I've always been this emotional self. which just wasn't always welcome. And mm-hmm. I learned to navigate that. And I always had these big emotions and these big thoughts and big feelings and big excitement. And I had to learn how to kind of step back into that now as an adult yeah. after being discouraged. Which is a lot of what pleasure pathways is about. I feel like all this conversation we're having is really circling, and this always happens when I'm launching a program. Everything in my world is pointing towards that program, and what we focus on. I love on, it. Right, it makes sense, mm-hmm. and it always expands. You know, when you wrote papers for college or high school, did you notice that when you came out the other side, you learned so much more about whatever it was mm. you were writing about? You like totally those concepts. Yeah. yeah yeah, yeah, definitely.
1: I mean, in the moment, it's like, you know, oh, I'm writing another paper, but then, like <laughs> looking back and afterwards, for sure, it's like you need that space to integrate it,
0: yeah, and i I personally, I think, like you, I didn't always love the process, but I loved writing papers in the end, because- uh-huh. I'm such a little nerd, like I love processing information, I love all of that, and I realize when I run a program, it's the same sort of idea comes up of mm. I'm integrating these concepts further, I'm embodying them more, it's it's yeah. so, so cool, and with Pleasure Pathways, that's all about, you know, making pleasure safe in the body and stepping into that and making even displeasure and discomfort really deeply somatically pleasurable mm. and relaxing into your healing and your growth and your path and all of that I'll put some info on that in the description mm. but when I'm thinking about stepping into that place where I'm confident in my expression and mm-hmm. I can put out an offer and risk being rejected or being judged or quote-unquote failing and people not signing up whatever it is because <sighs> I just have this immense pleasure in the process. Mm. I have this immense pleasure in the expression and the concepts and the teaching. And I believe in them. And it's this pleasure flowing through my cells, through my Mm. body. It's this energy that's deeper than anything that I could think of. It's not, you know, directing my thought of I'm going to do this or... Mm -hmm a mindset shift. It is this like sinking into that purpose that I love mm-hmm. so much. I wonder how has that shown up in your entrepreneurship journey? Like how has pleasure or mm. like body led business mm. flowed into your life?
1: Yeah. Well, I love hearing you talk about the new program. Like just hearing you talk about, me, I'm like, Ooh, it's like sounds like juicy and exciting. Like I'm going to go look at it afterwards. Um, yeah, I love like, just like the pleasure feel that you're describing. Um, and I think that's a really good reminder too, of just like what we've been talking about all with like the fear and taking these little steps towards what you want to do and doing the, the things that feel out of your comfort zone, like coming back to the feeling in your body is like really big, a big part of that. Um, so that's what came up for me when you were talking of like how this has shown up in my journey is, and it's something again, still all of this, I feel like I'm still working on and learning about, Um, but being able to tap into like how a decision feels like physically and recognizing like for any of the, like the steps I've taken to like go into business, like starting my ceramic Instagram account or like working with my first coaching client or putting an offer out there or something like thinking about it, like when I think about it and feel it in my body, like, does it feel like contractive and like, Oh God, like this does not feel right. This is scary. I don't like it or does it feel expansive? And like in the expansiveness, there can still be this feeling of like, Ooh, like it feels scary. Like I'm nervous to do it, but I'm also like open to it and excited. And it's like a really different feeling than like the contracted feeling when something like, isn't right for you. Um, and I feel like that's guided me a lot in a lot of different moments and helped me look at like, even if I've like launched a program and then felt like, Oh, you know, like, I don't really feel excited about it. You know, I feel kind of like Lumped and like heavy. And like, if you're in that space, it's going to be like really hard to show up for whatever you're trying to like share or put out there. And like, maybe that's a sign that it isn't truly authentically aligned with you right now. And like, that's okay. And like, it's okay to notice that and pivot and find something that does feel like really exciting and expansive. Like your new program, like you feel like so lit up about it and it like floats so easily when you talked about it. And like, that's what it feels like when something is like fully aligned with you and like it feels like oh this is like the path i meant to be on so yeah I feel like just listening to that feeling in your body of like ooh like it feels like I already feel like jittery or like lit up or something like that's a, such a clear sign of like that's what you're supposed to go after like how can you take the steps to do that and like not let the the fear voices hold you back from from listening to it
0: mm, that's a great description of being body led of like how does this feel mm. in your body and I love what you said about how expansion can still include fear. Mm-hmm. That totally. Expansive, aligned feeling doesn't mean it feels, quote-unquote, good in this hed- hedonic sense where mm. it's just, you know, kind of a shallow pleasure. It's this totally. deep in my bones, in my cells excitement, and then there's usually mm-hmm. some mixed feelings in there. I feel like one mark of emotional maturity that I noticed, and I came across a lot of my, like, my studies, my reading, all of that, is holding multiple feelings at once. Mm. That's that's the mark of mm. adulthood. <laughs> like kids uh-huh. under the age of five are literally not capable of doing that. They can only have one big feeling at a time. And it's <laughs> very simple emotions like fear, sadness, anger, joy. That's pretty much uh-huh. a spectrum. And as we go into adulthood, we can f- hold all of those things at once around one idea. We can mm. have our business make us feel fear, joy, anger, and sadness, and excitement all at the same time (laughs) Mm -hmm. yep (laughs) part of the hallmark of you doing something really meaningful in this world i feel like is all those both and feelings coming up at the same time Mm -hmm. something one of my mentors sarah d'angelo talks about she she's a big advocate for the edge which you Mm. i see ali is like you're also really into like stepping out of that comfort zone right that same concept And I love the way she describes how, you know, you're stepping into your edge in any given area of your life. It doesn't have to be business Mm -hmm. is it feels scary, but also exciting. If it only Mm. feels scary, you might be pushing your nervous system too far and it might cause more harm than good because Mm -hmm. you're just shocking the nervous system and you're usually actually amplifying your trauma in that area. Mm. If it feels only exciting, it's probably a little safe probably in your comfort zone but if you're straddling that edge between fear and excitement that's the move Mm -hmm. that's where you Mm -hmm. go. that's the north star that's going to expand you but in a really beautiful at the same time like safe and risky way
1: Mm -hmm. I love that that's such a good like visual of it too of like you want kind of both of those feelings And like, if you're in either of the other ones, like if just the scared or just the excitement, like that just means that there's like room for either healing or room for like self-exploration. And like, I, yeah, I feel like, you know, none of those places are bad places to be. And if you're just feeling really scared, then like you get to do more inner work around like your nervous system or healing something that's coming up for you. Um, If you're just like in the excited place, you get to like push it a little bit more and see like, Ooh, like what else could I do? That would be like a little bit farther out of my comfort zone that might help me like grow a little bit more. Um, but yeah, finding that balance on that line is like, I think, yeah, what's shaped like my whole life, I guess, what shaped a lot of your journey too. And like, finding those moments to like, get yourself to go over the edge, like, I think that's always the hardest part is to like, actually do the thing. Um, but even just being able to like, recognize those places of like, Oh, yeah, this is a thing that feels scary and exciting. Like, once you get yourself to do it, that's like, that's the moment that you're like, growing and moving forward.
0: Yeah, your capacity expands, right? Your capacity Mm -hmm. for discomfort. The more you play with the uncomfortable, the more you can handle more discomfort. You Mm -hmm. can do things that are quote unquote scarier. Even in in fitness, we see this a lot, right? You ramp up how hard you can work out how whatever it is I mean that's a very kind of masculine approach but still or even in yoga let's say feminine like Uh (laughs) stretching and how far you can flex like how your flexibility can expand as well how much you can Mm -hmm. expand that muscle literally by increasing your flexibility and that builds and builds and builds yeah I was thinking about
1: that in a yoga class the other day of just of like you know that's maybe a little bit of a tangent here, but like, that's a place that I feel like a lot of people compare themselves is in like fitness spaces. And like, I've done that a ton in yoga classes where like, they give, you you know, like three options for a pose and like, everyone's doing the third hardest option. And you're like, I don't think I can do that yet. Or like, you want to try because like everyone else is doing it, but maybe it really doesn't feel good for your body. Like, maybe you're like, that's really not at your capacity yet. Or like something that just isn't, doesn't fit your body type um and like that's something that I've had to learn like through doing yoga is like you get to listen to like what feels good to you and it's like that tiny bit of little like the little push like standing on that line of the edge like maybe there are days where you just stay in the comfort and like the ease and the like light stretching and that's beautiful and then maybe there are some days you want to like push it a little bit but you don't have to go like to the ultimate extreme just because everyone else is doing it if it like doesn't feel good to you or feel good in your body. You know, you get to like find the place that's like, I'm pushing it a little bit so I can like stretch a little bit farther, go a little bit deeper, you know, but it's, it's different for everyone. So it's just finding like that place that works for you. And I, yeah, I think that just applies to everything we've been talking about like that, using that metaphor of like, how can you use that when you're doing something else scary in your life? Like it doesn't have to be just fitness stuff, but yeah, it's just interesting. You brought up the yoga thing. Cause I was thinking about the other day during a class. And I was like, I just want to take it easy today. You know,
0: I'm not going to do all the hard stuff. And like, that's okay. (laughs) I love that. Thank you for sharing that. I think that's a beautiful insight. Mm. I was also thinking when you talked about the nervous system and kind of, I I took it into a trauma place, but in general, Mm. how I was thinking about the different ways to establish safety in the nervous system, right? There's what Mm. I call somatic safety, which is essentially safety in relaxing the nervous system. Mm. We talk about nervous system regulation, all of that sort of somatic, those somatic approaches, that is somatic safety. Safety in being able to come out of fight or flight or freeze Mm. and enter the parasympathetic state and safety in just being and the ability to be, Mm. (laughs) building that capacity to relax in the face of something else right that's mm-hmm. nervous system regulation work that sort of thing then there's pleasure safety which is safety and activation and we get a little bit of that when we explore the edge safety in mm. in this case positive activation so joy excitement because it's still nervous system arousal. Excitement is nervous system arousal. It's just a mm-hmm. positive version of it. It's it's the one that feels good. So mm-hmm. the capacity, building that capacity for positive arousal and not feeling safe. Because so many of us actually carry wounding in that area. Especially mm-hmm. if we're growing up. Growing up like, it sounds like, I know I did. I don't know exactly how your upbringing looked. But if we're growing up, encouraged to be quiet. Encouraged mm-hmm. to be calm. Then it's hard for us to then embody excitement and feel mm-hmm. safe in that pleasure and in that bigger energy and mm. then another level up is safety in displeasure mm. and actually bringing pleasure into displeasure mm. it's transmuting displeasure through pleasure so that's all the stuff we're doing in pleasure pathways it's like that whole journey and i'm kind of leaving the piece out of it because I feel like a lot of us have done that work right regulating the nervous system entering that relaxed state that I think we have a solid foundation when I see mm-hmm. this work is bringing in that pleasure that safety and activation and then kind of conflating all activation to be pleasurable mm. so holding displeasure and pleasure at the same time now when I'm a discoverer like it feels sexy now when mm. I'm a discoverer it feels pleasurable in my body. And that Mm. comes from building that capacity to hold pleasure and then utilizing it in the displeasurable situations. Oh, so cool.
1: I I love how you talk about making like the safety and like joy and happiness stuff, because I feel like that's something people maybe don't even know that they have like a block around feeling. But I think it's really common that, you know, it feels like we're not allowed to be like, so joyful and it fully expressed and like, oh, like loving life or loving whatever you're doing because there are so many people who don't feel that way and who feel like maybe stuck in where they are. And so it feels like embodying that joy is like a radical thing to do. So I love that you like are trying to create a way for people to like feel pleasure and like feeling the pleasure. Like that's like, you know, we're allowed to feel that kind of joy. So yeah, it's really, I love that you're bringing that into your, into your
0: program. Sounds amazing. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Allie. I'd love to hear As we're wrapping up here, if there's there's one piece of advice you could Mm -hmm. offer the person listening to this or watching this that they can take away and either apply in their life or just carry with them if it's kind of more conceptual. I feel like the first thing is just do it, which isn't like
1: maybe the like biggest piece of advice, but whatever it is that like you're wanting to do. If you're wanting to step into like this kind of entrepreneurial world, or if you're already here and you want to do something different or start a new program or whatever, whatever it is you're wanting to do, don't let the fear voices stop you anymore. Like let this be like listening to this podcast. This can be your sign of like, today I'm going to do one thing that's like on the edge that feels like a little bit uncomfortable even if it's just like practice doing it, it doesn't have to even be like this huge step forward towards your ultimate goal. Just like, what's one little thing you can do to get out of your comfort zone today? And then like reflect on it. Like, how did it feel? What did I, what did I learn from it? What did I get out of it? Um, yeah, because I don't know. I just like, I love talking to you about this kind of stuff and it feels so good to be able to, in a space like where we get to connect with, like these kinds of women and have these kinds of conversations, and I want that for everybody to like find the kind of space where it feels like you fit and like you feel like you're in your authentic and aligned path, and you know you don't have to delay it anymore. There's always going to be a reason to not do it, so why not listen to like the reasons that you actually want to do it and and go for it? So that's I guess. yeah, that's what I'll leave it on.
0: Mm, there's always going to be a reason to not do it I love that Mm -hmm. so true your brain will always come up with something no matter what yeah I'm in this place of recognizing more and more like oh that's an excuse and that's an excuse and yeah Mm -hmm. it's so powerful yeah Allie where can people find you if they want to connect with you and your work how can people Mm. support you today Yeah, Instagram is the best place to connect with me.
1: Um, I have a couple accounts for the different business paths, but um, Allie Winter Co., which is A-L-I, winter, like the season, C-O, on Instagram is my main Instagram for my coaching business. Um, You can reach out to me there about any of my uh, offers or businesses. Um, I have a separate account called Allie the Wandering VA that I just started for my virtual assistant business. Um, And I work with adventurous creatives, so retreat leaders, spiritual entrepreneurs, um, anyone looking for support uh, in growing their business behind the scenes, doing like content creation. I'm all here for that. Um, And for my coaching business, I'll just share that right now. I'm offering um, a one-off hour coaching session called Empower Hour that I'm really excited about. And I'm only offering it for $33 for the first five people. Um, just because I'm really excited to connect with more people in this space. And it just like feels so good talking about this stuff. So you just want to be able to spread this feeling and the energy more and help you move through your fears. Um, So I'm really excited to offer that. And actually one of my other offers that I'll be releasing soon is called Empowered Evolution, which we talked about when you're looking at your podcast, which is so funny. Um, So I'll have a couple other offers as well that are longer um, coaching containers if you're interested in those, you can just DM me on Instagram. I'd love to connect with you. Um, My ceramics business is on there too. So if you need ceramics, I can also ship those around the country. (laughs) Ah, so
0: delicious. Thank you, Ellie. I'm going to check out your ceramics pieces for sure. Yeah, please do get some in my home i love i'm drinking from this mug right now which is also handmade
1: oh, uh, nice. from
0: i don't know if you've heard of them they're healing touch pottery i think they're based in the east coast mm. like vermont new hampshire something like that but mm-hmm. i have the funniest story on this mug i'm gonna tell it really quickly before we wrap up go for it <laughs> so miraculous so this mug is the third of its kind in my home because mm-hmm. my husband and i went on vacation in Hudson, New York. So we were living in New York City at the time. I lived there for six years. And we wanted to get away for the weekend. We went to Hudson, which is like about an hour, hour and a half north of New York City. We went to this little gift shop and they had these mugs, ceiling you know, tension pottery, and they have these like little crystals on the handle for those of you not seeing the video. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and I loved them. We bought one. It was like $20, whatever it was. And I get you not, like maybe a month later, it I think my husband I forgot who how it happened but it broke (laughs) my husband ordered another one from their website maybe Mm -hmm. another month later it broke oh my god (laughs) it just kept (laughs) happening and I was just like (laughs) what is happening with the universe what is this trying to tell me I think this is the third. Maybe this is even the fourth one. They start to get <laughs> the same one. Actually, in 2020, he couldn't replace it. I think it was, this is the fourth one because I think mm-hmm. it happened another time. So he couldn't replace it because they shut everything down. They, like, I think, they didn't have access to a kiln or something like this. Mm. Like, they weren't. They didn't have more to sell. Mm-hmm. So we were waiting on inventory for like a year, and he filed <laughs> for another one and last christmas 2022 my friend susie here in denver she gifted me a mug that she Mm -hmm. picked up in the dc area at a gift store from healing touch pottery oh my god and not only did has this mug now lasted i don't know a couple years Uh (laughs) but now i have a second one and it felt like this you know how you have a sign come in and it just feels like a sign in your body it felt Mm -hmm. massive i'm like not only is this mug no longer breaking but now i have two now i have an abundance Uh i love it touch mugs so if you needed a sign today, that let that be your sign for whatever it is that you're mm. moving through, whatever it is that's coming up for you. Let that be a sign of abundance in your life today.
1: Oh, I love it. That's so funny. I love those moments where like, this is the universe trying to teach me something. Like, I'm listening. Like, what do you want to teach me? <laughs> yeah.
0: Maybe it was a lesson in letting go and not hanging on to possessions as a symbol yeah. of a, an experience. And now you're filled with abundance. So be yeah. open
1: to the abundance that could come from the, the from the healing.
0: Thank you so much, Allie, for this conversation. Mm. This has been absolutely beautiful. I loved having you here.
1: Yeah, thank you so much. It was so nice to chat more. This is really great. And yeah, I'm excited to see Pleasure Pathways and see where it grows. And thanks for having me.
0: Thank you. Thank you for listening, my love. I'm so grateful for you. And I hope you took something powerful away from today's episode. If you haven't already, hit the follow button so you never miss a new episode. And if this episode felt valuable to you, go ahead and leave a five-star rating and review on the Apple podcast so that other children of God like you can find this podcast so we can reach more people we haven't met yet, I would love to meet you. Go over to my Instagram at Anna Empowers and say hi, send me a message. I'd love to chat with you. Also head over to my website at AnnaEmpowers.com to dive deeper and explore both free and paid offerings God has been pouring through me to serve you so that you can ditch those shackles of conditioning and your past and step deeper into the stewardship God has called you too. Remember that God holds all the power. He created us to lean on him, not to do it on our own. He created you wonderfully and beautifully as an integral piece of his kingdom here on earth. So steward your gifts with purpose. I love you so much and I'll see you in the next episode.